0: You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hey, welcome to the LW Coaching Show. This is a new show on Mountain Bike Radio, and uh, it's going to be a regular show uh, with Linda Wallenfels. She's going to be the star. Um, she's the LW and the LW Coaching. If you uh, have been living under a rock, um, but uh, it's going to be a regular show. She's going to give you tips and ideas and kind of fill you in on what she has going on. So. Um, I think that's enough of an intro linda um what do you have for us for the first first episode well you know what let's back up a little bit i want to spend just maybe two minutes uh give people an idea of who you are how you got started uh riding and how you got into coaching
1: well thanks for having me first of all it's good to come and have a show
0: yes yeah, so- absolutely
1: I have been riding for a long time, and I've always loved bikes. I always pestered my parents for bikes, but I started racing in the 90s when I lived in Colorado, and right off the bat, I was really interested in training and how to do it properly, and I found I was living in the same town as Joe Friel, who at the time was writing his Training Bible series. This is 20 years ago and i hired him to be my coach and he turned out to be a lot more than a coach he turned out to be a mentor and a real inspiration and he was really my first exposure to coaching and that been coaching ever since
0: all right so you have so people um if you haven't checked it out uh, what's your website linda
1: LWcoaching.com.
0: All right. So, if you, like I said, if you've kind of been living under a rock and haven't heard of Linda in the coaching world, check out her website. Gives you a ton of information right there. Um, but she obviously has the experience. So, um, and what, just tell people quick before we get into it, like what kind of people do you work with? Is it beginners, experts, all over the board? Just give people an idea.
1: I work with mountain bikers that are motivated, that have a goal they want to achieve, and that can be any level. It can be really exciting to have people achieve any goal if they're excited about it. So really, yeah, all levels.
0: All right, cool. All right, so first episode of the LW Coaching Show, what do you have for us?
1: Well, I was going to start off talking about recovery. Uh, It's a real hot topic this year. There's a lot more awareness of how important recovery is because the faster you recover, the faster you can get back on the gas, and the more training you can do and the fitter you can get. So I was going to go over some techniques on how to recover and what you should be paying attention to.
0: All right, cool. So how do we do it? Huh. So, <laughs> it's a loaded yeah, question.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of information out there, and there's priorities on there's certain things that are really important that you really have to do if you want to progress with your fitness. And then there's a lot of other things that are smaller little increments that will be beneficial. So I'll go over the big ones. And the number one priority for recovery is nutrition. And I'm not going to go into huge detail about nutrition because I know that you've had Kelly Jennings on talking about recovery nutrition and, in my opinion, she's one of the best sports nutritionists out there. So if you do anything Kelly says, you're doing it right. <laughs>
0: and, and for people listening, if you're just tuning in to Mountain Bike Radio for the first time, you came over from you know Linda sharing it and stuff. Uh, Kelly Jennings, she does the Apex Nutrition Podcast. So if you just go to mountainbikeradio.com, check on the left-hand side, you'll see the Apex Nutrition Podcast. Click on there, and like Linda said, it's fantastic. She's great. Yeah,
1: she is good. So I'm just going to go over the basics of nutrition. The number one thing about nutrition is your daily nutrition. And you want to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And that is built by the food that you put in your mouth. Every cell in your body is basically built from what you've eaten at some point. So just really good nutrition, whole foods, healthy foods, organic foods, what Kelly says you should do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Then the next thing to pay attention to is so that's daily nutrition, and the other side of the balance is training nutrition, and that's split up into what you eat before your ride, during your ride, and after your ride. And probably after your ride is the most important part there. You want to make sure and get some carbohydrates in, some. Fluid in to replace any fluid lost on your ride and electrolytes after. There's a lot of really good recovery drinks out there, like Carbure Rocket Rehab. I really like, and First Endurance UltraGen. Those are a couple of really high quality products. Or you can just use Whole Foods and get carbs and electrolytes too. You don't have to use a prepackaged product.
0: I mean, it's it's good for a lot of people though, just because it's convenient and they don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about it. I guess. Right.
1: Well, exactly, and ideally you want to get this in as soon as you finish riding. So if you're at a trailhead at your car, it's really easy to have a dry powder and some water and mix it up. It's not as easy to have organic whole foods sitting in your car.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm. So yeah, look up Kelly at Apex Nutrition to get all the details about how much protein, how many grams of this, how many grams of that, because she has all the details.
0: Yep. And if anybody has any questions, like I said, if you're listening to this first time and you have any questions, you know, just shoot me an email at ben at mountainbikeradio.com and we can get uh, you hooked up with Kelly, too. She has some plans she sells and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah.
1: So, number two, sleep. And that's when your recovery happens. You, If you're in training and your goal, you have big goals to finish a 100-mile race or even win a 100-mile race, then you need to be paying attention to how much you're sleeping, and you want a minimum of eight hours per night. If you're in a big training block where, say, you're doing three, six-hour days, putting out a lot of energy, then ideally you want to sleep ten hours a night. If you can get ten hours, then you're going to recover that much faster. some athletes have a real sleeping talent. They can sleep 10, 12 hours and they're the ones that recover really fast.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good amount of sleep.
1: Yeah. And you can add naps in the afternoon to tally up those hours too. And when you're Is there in- any
0: with with nap I actually do have a question with naps. Is there any like kind of rule of thumb I guess for people for, for naps because some people are like well I don't want to lay down for half an hour Can they, you know, is there some kind of rule of thumb to kind of get an idea or is it just practice <laughs> which isn't bad with naps
1: if you can nap for 10 minutes that's really good when you fall asleep your body releases some growth hormone so you'll get that flush of growth hormone that enhances recovery if you can nap for 45 minutes that's great too
0: Okay, so basically whatever you can fit in. Yeah. Okay.
1: So time management becomes very important part of being able to schedule enough time to sleep that much. Okay. Um, a lot of people can't get to sleep when they've been training really hard. Their bodies are really ramped up or they've been training late and it's really hard to fall asleep. So it's kind of a vicious circle. You train more and it's harder to get as much sleep. That's really good to, meditation is a really good way to get yourself to fall asleep. Or have sleep habits in the evening, have a little routine that winds you down and puts you into sleep mode. And if you're in a big training block and you are lacking sleep, it's worth looking at taking some supplements like melatonin, serotonin, or valerian root. Those three things can help sleep. Mm
0: Okay, makes sense, um, and and I'll link some of the stuff in the show notes too. If people have questions, you know, if, you know, uh, Valerian Root or whatever, I can just I'll, I'll link a couple uh, notes in the show notes so people can get a little bit more information. And I, I should make a note too. Um, I'll get your info on there, Linda, as well. So if anybody listening has any more specific questions, they can contact you too through there.
1: Yeah, I like being really accessible to everybody. So I have different ways of people getting in touch with me. And one thing I do is every month on my LW Coaching Facebook page, I'm there for the whole day. We call it the Open Coaching Day. And anyone can stop by and chat with me and ask questions on the Open Coaching Day. The next one is March 4th. And I also have a forum on my website that I check in most days and answer questions on my forum. So if you just have a a question about one of my training plans or coaching, stop by my forum too.
0: Okay, cool. I'll make sure to link that so people know where to go. Mm. Cool.
1: So if you're taking care of your nutrition and you're taking care of your sleep, you are 75% of the way there. Those are the kingpins of recovery, and that's what you need to do. After that, you're pretty much adding icing on the cake and the next big thing that you can do is reduce your stress and I'm talking about physical and psychological stress and physical stress really heat is a stressor so if you finish a ride in the summer or a race and it's hot you want to do something to cool your core body temperature so go sit in a river or stick your head under a cold faucet or drink some cold drink, anything you can do to cool your body temperature down to normal, remove that stress. And the other big physical stress you need to be aware of, it's just all that ambient energy you burn when you're not training. So when you have a scheduled recovery day, you want to chill out and watch TV or do something pretty mellow. You don't want to build a deck or re-roof your house on your recovery day.
0: What, building a house doesn't, uh, doesn't count?
1: <laughs> you know those guys, they're so time-crunched that they do on their recovery day, they cram in so many things that they're more tired at the end of their recovery day.
0: Trust me, I have two little kids I know <laughs> quite well. So <laughs>
1: yeah. And then psychological stress goes along with that. When you have two little kids and a full-time job and you're trying to train and your car breaks down and your mind is just going all the time, it's really valuable to have some time set aside just to switch off, chill out, and just let your body come back down to a really mellow level. And that definitely helps recovery. That makes sense. Yeah, some strategies that some of my athletes have. I have one athlete that she watches Judge Judy, and nobody can disturb her when she's watching (laughs) Judge Judy and... That's probably one of the few feet up chill times that she has. And another athlete was low on vitamin D, so she started this habit of laying outside in the sun for ten minutes at solar noon, and now that's her chill time, and nobody can disturb her during that time. Hmm. so find find somewhere a little space in your life. Ten minutes a day can make a lot of difference. So there. So you've got nutrition, you've got sleep, and then stress is the next big one. And now we're really getting down to the fine details of things. If you're training hard, you're training six days a week that are really good to add. And massage has been shown to speed recovery. And you can have a scheduled therapist massage you, or you can do it yourself with a foam roller. Or you can use the compression legs. They have a massage setting on them, you know, those big compression boots that you put on your legs
0: and this is where we're going to put a pitch in for uh for john's uh elevated leg
1: yeah the elevated <laughs> legs are great and right now um i have some good coupon codes for getting a good deal on them so if anyone wants one of those just get in touch with me and i can hook you up with that Um, And
0: that's elevatedlegs.com. Or you can go to 9250.com. I'll also link those in the show notes. But, sorry, go ahead. Wanted to get the pitch in there for them.
1: Yeah, so they're great for massage. The next thing is compression. Compression clothing. So you can get compression socks, compression tights. I really like the calf sleeves. They don't have feet in them. And you can... If you train in the morning and then you go to work, in a desk, they're really good to wear when you've got your legs at your desk to stop your legs becoming swollen. And the elevated legs, again, they have circulation settings and they do a really good job with compression. They give you a lot more compression than the clothing does, so you do it for a shorter period of time. Maybe 20, 30 minutes a day would be good.
0: And that's something good at the end of the day, or either you know, after you're work right either after you've done working out, maybe at night, or just last thing, you know, kinda of relaxing, sitting down, maybe make it your time.
1: Exactly. This is a really good way to make your chill time. Put your elevated legs on and watch Judge Judy.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure you can find plenty of uh, old episodes too.
1: Yeah. Plenty other bad TV to choose from. Right, exactly. Yep. And ice baths are really good. And so go for a hard workout, finish near a river, a cold river. There's plenty of those in Colorado and sit in the cold river and soak your legs or get a bag of ice and put it in your bathtub and sit in the ice for 10 or 20 minutes. That's really good for recovery.
0: And I was going to ask with the ice bath, does it matter if you're is it something that you should do right after you're done working right after a ride or is it something you can do anytime
1: you can do it anytime. And actually what I want to wrap this up with is kind of an example of what you would do in a stage race. Say you're at Breck Epic and when you cross the finish line, what your sequence of recovery would be to come back the next morning as strong as you were that day mm-hmm.
0: in this. I, I just want to say that, From my personal experience, a stage race is like the ultimate in uh, figuring out what works for you for for recovery.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, because if you get it wrong, you're just hurting the next day. So crossing the finish line, at stage race, or any race that you wanted to have good recovery for, the first thing you want to do is remove heat stress, if it's been a hot race. Obviously, snow bike races, that's not an issue. But So what removing heat stress does is it stops you right there from any more dehydration and it halts any more electrolytes lost in your sweating because you'll stop your sweating. And it also sends your blood away from your skin and back into your core, which will allow you to digest any recovery drink. If you're really hot, it's hard to drink a recovery drink and get benefit from it because you feel like you just want to throw it up again. So remove your heat stress, do that as quickly as you can, and then get your recovery drink in. And ideally, you want your recovery drink within 20 minutes of finishing. It's much better to have it in liquid form because liquid form digests quickly. So in a stage race, you really do want to go to liquids rather than whole foods immediately after your finish. Then go for a light spin to flush your legs out for 10-15 minutes. real easy. And then you're probably about 45 minutes away from where you finished at this point, probably have spun back to your condo. And then you would get a snack of whole foods with some protein in, maybe about three or 400 calories at that point. That would be the time to take the ice bath. Once you've done a little spin, you've had some good recovery nutrition, But you're probably still dirty with all your cycling clothes on. Then go get in your ice bath and then have a shower after your ice bath. Next is a good time to have a nap. Then 45-minute nap is great. Wake up, have a meal, do some stretching, get a massage or sit in your elevated legs for 30 minutes. Have dinner and go to bed early. That's your ideal recovery menu for stage racing.
0: Where does beer fit into that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess seriously, does it, would, you know, because a lot of, we're talking to mountain bikers here, and a lot of times I see, you know, like Breck Epic's a really good example. A lot of times I see after a stage somebody, you know, sitting down having a beer. Is that something where it's going to be a big deal if they have one or or not?
1: It would be a big deal for me. Uh, it would be really bad for me. Uh, I don't drink much beer and I don't drink much. People that drink all the time, it's probably not a huge deal for them to have one beer, but alcohol is not good for recovery.
0: Okay, that's fair enough.
1: <laughs> Especially if you're at 10,000 feet in Breckenridge.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. for some of those lowland uh, people coming up there, probably not a good idea.
1: Yeah, but you know those guys that could party hard and race I don't know how they do it because I'm not resilient enough to do those two things at one time I need to choose and I always choose the bike racing
0: yeah I think they have a lot of training <laughs> yeah so cool alright was there anything else on uh, on that
1: nope if you, I think that's it the bottom line is take care of your nutrition and your sleep and you're 75% of the way there it's not that complicated
0: okay so I like I said throughout the show, I will make sure to link the stuff, you know, the stuff we talked about in the show notes, and um, you know, if anybody has any ideas, feel free to contact me at, ben at mountainbikeradio.com or contact Linda. Check check the show notes, and uh, she can do a little tip on that next time. So, um, cool. Sound good, Linda?
1: Yeah, thanks. I can talk about mountain biking all day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. That's why, uh, that's why this is a good platform because a lot of us can. So yeah. It's good to hear. And I appreciate you coming on and uh, getting this going and appreciate all listeners who are new listeners and uh, existing listeners. So, all right, that'll do it. Till next time, this is uh, the first episode of the LW Coaching Show, and see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mountain Bike Radio. Be sure to head over to mountainbikeradio.com to find a full listing of all the shows, recent episodes, archives, and you can buy some swag. T-shirts, socks, stickers, and you can become a member in which you get deals on coaching, nutrition, products, and a whole bunch of other things. So be sure to head over to mountainbikeradio.com and you'll find all the info you need. Thank you.